This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, March 19th, 2021, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. Well, wait, you're not in Austin. I am in Austin. hotel right now. But I'm in an Austin hotel. We did a staycation for spring break, guys. Got it. And from Nashville, (laughs) Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, and new Grammy Award winner, Derek Miner. (laughs) Congrats. Derek, how many are on the mantle right now? Uh, We send that too, so... I'm 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 blessed. I'm blessed for sure. Do you keep them on the mantle? <laughs> uh, yeah, I keep them in the studio, man. It's it's good. It's good motivation, and not necessarily for myself, but you know, especially where, where I came from, man. Like, not a lot of people make these kind of achievements. So when people come over, it's really good to just they see from you know everybody else. I'm Derek Minor, but to the fam I'm Lil DJ so they like man Lil DJ got Grammys man you know what I'm saying <laughs> dude if I were you I, I would not only have him on the mantle I would have you know like old school driveways where they have like two big lions on each side <laughs> you know cause you're sending a message like the evil mil- the evil mysterious are you talking like, you're talking like mansions like yes. the Russell Simmons New Jersey yeah. mansions where they, they got are. like lions right up there so you know when you pull in I'm going to lion's den baby like I got you know the, the alpha king of the pack his house Derek I would do the same thing with two Grammys right at the, right at the end of your driveway just replicas right down to, there I need to work on it I, I think that's what I need to do I, uh, that might be a good idea it's a, like, Derek, like, like the Les- red carpet for the Oscars they've got like those 10 foot uh-huh. statues of yeah. the Oscar award just do that for the Grammys you know what I have a theory that people who put up those mailboxes that are shaped like a giant golf ball or like a fishing lure or you, you, you guys know what I'm talking about not you know, big gaudy novelty mailboxes. That, that I've might never be a seen one, thing, but man. you've that, never yeah. seen I've never a novelty seen mailbox. A mailbox as if well, one that looks like else. a big birdhouse or something. All uh, our mailboxes look like mailboxes. Yeah. Now you can't do that in my neighborhood. They're, they're gonna. <laughs> we have an HOA, which I really, I don't dislike. I've I dislike HOAs. Yeah. So just until just, someone wants to put up a mailbox that looks like my point was this one, obviously <laughs> the Commonwealth of Virginia is pretty loose with their postal laws Two, uh, two is I think that people who put up those novelty mailboxes think, man, what a flex, man. My mailbox looks like a giant fishing lure. Like all the neighbors are going to know, man, he, you know, he's arrived, dude. He replaces mailbox with a bowling pen. Like this guy, <laughs> This guy got. That's what I think those people do are doing. Live in a theme park? No. Do you? Is your neighborhood like this? I've just seen them around. It's like Candyland. I, I, I know where. Right off the top of my head, I know where a giant golf ball mailbox is, and I, I'm pretty sure if you were like, "Hey, dude, I need you to find me a big fish," because we live right near the beach. Oh, a mermaid! I got I, mermaid mailboxes all over the place. Looks like a mermaid. Put it right. You know. <laughs> Never What's seen going it. On? Never seen it. Although Derek, I will say, I had dinner with my family last night, and I told them about your Grammy, and we all toasted you, and we were proud of you. So oh, thank you, thank you. That means a lot. No, nah, it means a lot. It was a, uh, it's surreal, especially because you know the first time I was like, well, the first one I got was for producing on Lecrae's album, and I'm like, well, of course, you know what I mean. But this one was kind of out of the blue. Like, 
my friend Shannon Sanders asked me to uh, perform at the Fisk 150th uh, celebration of the, that's one of the most historic HBCUs, period. So yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it was at the Ryman. It was such a big deal. You know, Ryman, people don't know this is like one of the most historic venues in Nashville. So I'm like, yes, I'm definitely going to do that. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to record it and turn it into an album. And then, okay, we put the album out and now it's nominated for a Grammy. I'm like, all right, well, that's dope. Then you win, you like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so it's it awesome. it definitely a pleasant surprise for sure. That's awesome, man. Well, dude, yeah, it, it, yeah that, it is huge, man. I mean, you know, not one, two Grammys already. Like, that's e- pretty, you know, it's not too bad. Like, I feel like... You know, you should you should call up you you should have somebody call up your old high school and be like, Hey man, uh, update the alumni <laughs> newsletter here. We had a two time Grammy award. Two time. But, yeah, among the alumnus, you know. Also, Jesse, I just want to thank you, uh, before we move the show along, I wanna thank you because my allergies are under control because my air fryer is I really hope you've treated yourself to air fryer for your birthday. Which by the way, I discovered on Cameron's birthday last week that he shares a birthday yep. with not only Eva Longoria but Michael Scott. <laughs> like Michael I was, Scott from the office. That's great. Yeah. The fictional I, I, character of Michael Scott has a on the show. I remember this episode. He's doing yeah. his little talking to the camera thing in his office, and he says, "You know, fun fact: I share a birthday with Eva Longoria. This is when uh, the Housewives uh, show is yeah. will be yeah. on ABC." Yeah. And and he go, and and then he goes, "Which will be a great icebreaker." If I ever meet Terry Hatcher. Oh, that's why you wrote it out like that. I get it now. So Michael Scott said that. And then so somebody screenshotted Eva Longoria's actual birthday is March 15th. So Michael Scott's birthday is March 15th. That's my birthday too. So there you go. Hey, side note, um, Jesse, I just want to say I didn't really cure my allergies, but my wife bought a Chick-fil-A sandwich and left it in the refrigerator. And I was really, really hungry last night. And I threw that thing in the air fryer. And it brought it right back to life. So, man, I don't know if that's because of you that I did that, but I was like, man, I'm going to refry this chicken real quick. <laughs> There's something. Look, I mean, air frying, the two words are like an oxymoron to me. Like, yeah. you can't fry something with air. Like, that doesn't work. I, well, you got to put a little oil in there, though. You got to yeah. put a little oil in there. I, dude, I, I do my chicken straight up, just air vortex, man. Just I don't know how it works, guys. It's shooting heat everywhere. I need an air fryer. All I know is I did the math. I did the math. It's under two bucks. To do it my way, which is which is the 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 air fried. I'm I'm gonna get off my high horse here, but uh, <laughs> Derek, you sound great. You sound like you're you got a clear head. Cameron's turned a corner. All turned I'm saying, all I'm, all I'm saying is I think we're on to something. I'm gonna become. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a nice blue shirt. Yeah. smart khakis yeah. and I'm going to film an infomercial for infomercial. my own line of like air this. fryers. Can my I be fr- the black and white? Can I be the black and white cutaway of struggling to eat a Chick-fil-A sandwich? <laughs> Welcome and- to myfryer.com. <laughs> yeah. Please ignore any troubling policy, political ideas I might have because I want to sell you my air fryer from myairfryer.com. I'm the my Cure air fryer your guy. allergies yeah. the delicious way. Can I yeah. be your celebrity endorser? I'm the my yes. air fryer guy. I would like to bring in two-time Grammy Award winner, Derek Miner. Hey, so I just want to say when I bought this air fryer that um, I really was very skeptical, but you know, thanks to Jesse Carey and his air fryer uh allergy uh medicine i think i'm doing very very well so um thank you now kiss my grammy and then eat a sandwich and call it a day. no i got i got a novelty mailbox shaped like a grammy to go pick up so it's being delivered to you. <laughs>
Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Speaking of Oscar and Grammy nominations, we have an Oscar-nominated actor on the show. Uh, she's a star of the new Nat Geo miniseries, the show Genius, which is following the life of Aretha Franklin. It's uh, starring Cynthia Erivo. Cynthia's on the show today. She plays Aretha Franklin in the miniseries coming up. And, and it, uh, Cynthia... Uh, really, a lot of people know her because last year uh, when uh, the hashtag Oscar So White was going around, she was the only black actress nominated last year in a sea of white Yo. nominations. So um, she's on the show today. Good timing. Oscar season. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Slices. We have, you know, Relevant Recommends. And up na- uh, at the end of the show, at the end of the show, got to tell you, Tyler wasn't too happy listening to last week's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> When y'all, by the end of that game that he wrote, uh, y'all were dogging him so bad when it was that zero zero after like eight questions. Dude, he could have had he could have freaking Ken Jennings play in that game, and Ken Jennings would have been pissed. Like, what, uh, so, what do you just randomly open pages of some obscure volume of an encyclopedia and just be like, oh, so, everyone should know so this? So Tyler, Tyler wants a rematch, and he wants a redemption version of last week's game. Now we're not doing a game every week. But he wants to basically redo last week's game, but he's going to host it like it's the whole shebang. He's he's removing all variables. Was it my delivery? Was it his content? I don't know. But Ben Stroop, listener Ben Stroop, is joining us again. We're (laughs) we're redoing it. And listen, it's going to be Ben, all of us against IBM's Watson. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and honestly, I don't feel like any of us have a shot, even Watson. Like that's how hard Tyler's making it. I think it might be a little more uh, intermediate level uh, this week. So, all right, that's all coming up. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Relevant News. Listening to London Grammar. The song is How Does It Feel? Well, today's show is brought to you by Apartment Life. You've got to check out what our friends at Apartment Life are doing. I love them. They believe every individual is created for a community, so they're building that community among apartment neighbors. They're looking for folks who love Jesus, get excited about hospitality, and really take the opportunity to be with people when life gets tough. And get this Apartment Life will equip you walk alongside you and provide you with either a reduced rent apartment or a part-time salary. Visit apartmentlife.org slash relevant to join them today. You don't want to miss this life-changing opportunity to really show the love of Christ to neighbors, especially these days. Again, that's apartmentlife.org slash relevant. Very cool. Uh, Before we introduce Tyler, I want to uh, just mention that Derek stepped away for this one segment but he'll be back right after. So uh, if you're listening because you're a big Derek Minor fan, and who isn't? Just want to give you a heads up that for the next couple minutes, he's not on the show. He's not just sitting there quietly. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Please welcome to the show, Relevant Senior Editor, Tyler Huckabee, who's going to tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. What's going on? 
Uh, so you're hearing this on Friday, but we did want to take a little bit of time to cover a a, a big happening, a the, the Super Bowl of culture coverage, which was the the Oscar nominations, which happened last weekend. Uh, if you care about this, you probably have already seen a lot of the Oscar na- nominations, but it's really interesting digging into this year. There's a little more going on than usual. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to highlight a few sort of interesting and kind of record breaking moments that are hitting particularly hard this week. Now, First, Tyler, uh, let me let me ask real quick yes. in the f- previous few years yeah oscars have been called out for being just in a bunch of old white of boys club yeah. uh, and i thought at that point we kind of culturally said this is irrelevant who cares about the oscars we're moving on new era right Right. So are you saying that the Oscars are addressing those concerns this year? Well, they, they, they at least tried. This is the most diverse, racially diverse group of nominees that the Oscars have ever had for us. You have in the acting categories, a majority of non-white people who were nominated this year for the acting awards. So your opinion about whether or not the Oscars are still like relevant to the film industry, that this may or may not change that. But I think the Oscars still do provide like a lot of these little movies that aren't superhero movies that aren't fast furious franchise they rely on movies stuff like the oscars to give them a little bit of a boost and put them in the public eye a lot of times they have smaller budgets and they tell more adult stories and the oscars are kind of good at giving them a little bit of a platform tyler i'm sorry you got it mixed up the adult film awards are a totally yeah different yeah thing. we yeah we're not covering those <laughs> okay. that's relevant after dark the oscars have really evolved wow right? <laughs> they're trying to find their new niche yeah exactly a lot of more adult films this year <laughs> so, like i i think I think, I think their in increased diversity is obviously a really uh, encouraging thing. I do think, you know, they still, I, one of the, the big problems with, I feel like, the Oscars too, as well as the Grammys is sort of like, the other, just to make the, the, the show more relevant to the modern day kind of movie industry, it's just maybe like updating some of the categories. Like, I'm not saying they have to go totally like MTV on it and have best action scene <laughs> best or best kiss, kiss or whatever. Kiss, yeah. But, but you, you know, look, I mean, every we, people can't even decide what a movie is anymore. You know what I mean? Like, well, is a three, like I watched a three part docuseries the other night and each, each one was 45 minutes. So was that, was that a film? In uh-huh. three parts, is is the Snyder cut a film or is it a miniseries? Is you, you know, it, it, you know, a lot of these things. Like, w- what is the distinction anymore? Because I watch some things as well. It's not really a TV show. It's not. It's kind of a miniseries, but a miniseries is kind of a movie. The distinction used to be theatrical release. I mean, exactly. that was the requirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler, I know the whole Netflix uh, Scorsese thing last year, two years ago, brought that into debate. Is that is streaming a streaming film now officially? You still have to have a theatrical release of some kind. So it can be one screen, one Netflix, time premiere. Netflix will cheat on this all day long. They'll okay. throw a movie in they'll, they'll, for a for a week into L.A., New York, just to hit the coasts and call that a theatrical release, and that's enough to get them over the finish. You know that'll do it. And that's why it's so arbitrary. Because look, I mean, the pandemic and people not going to the movies like they they used to only expedited a trend that was already happening. Most people are consuming movies at home but the main thing that i i think that still baffles me with the oscars is like the gender distinctions for performances you know like what i i just have never really understood like if i was if i was a legal society and i was giving out the annual lawyer award i wouldn't be like 
the best female litigator. It'd be like, mm-hmm. what, what, what does it matter if if the huh. performance is was a male or female? We don't we don't we don't award best male director, best female director. You the know, argument it, that I've heard for that distinction is if you didn't have it in categories, then they would all be men. It, so is that the problem or is that the symptom of a problem? Because like because we wouldn't do best black actor, you know, just to get more diversity guaranteed, you know, that. Because, because Cameron, because Tyler, to that point, it actually would indicate an issue, which is uh, uh, like, uh, you know, something that people should probably be more aware of. And if this the award highlighted this issue, I think it would be a positive thing. And that's like the gender pay gap in the mu- in the movie industry is very oh, widely sure. known. And Jamie, if- why are you so silent about this? <laughs> <laughs> not no, a lot I, of I, opinions I, on I the Academy of Motion Arts Picture Sciences. Yeah, I'm not really into the Academy of Motion Picture. But I would say this when you're talking about that, uh, Jesse, it makes me think that probably this is a total guess i wonder if years ago like you said tyler they brought this category in to be like okay we're going to also you know nominate and and give women the the awards that they deserve but now we're seeing that it's not so fair anymore but it maybe started from a place of them trying to be like okay right, trying to get yeah to trying billing. to elevate yeah. women but yeah. Yeah. i agree that it's like we would never give out the you know the city of Austin, the best woman lawyer and male lawyer, step up yeah, to the yeah. plate. No, be, be, yeah. because I think if if it was like best leading, you know, you could say less best lead performance, like a year like this, it's probably Francis McDormand. I think you know what I mean. Like the, I think the mm-hmm. tide is turning where the, you know at least hopefully there will be you know th- I think if they kind of loosen some of those gender distinctions on performances, it would it would you know, hopefully be an encouragement to recognize more of the incredible female performances that anchor, you know, especially this year, a lot of the, Jesse, the Jesse, I saw another thing, like even the labels of lead, you said leading actor and supporting actor is confusing because uh, Judas and the Black, Messiah, the Black Messiah, Lakeith and Daniel Kaluuya, who's on this podcast, Lakeith who's in the magazine, both of them were nominated for best supporting actor, which by definition means that that film had no leading actor. And so like, what what's the point? How, who picks that? Who picks who the lead? I guess the studio. The studio sub- chooses who they sub- want to submit oh, okay. and how they want in what category. And usually there's a little bit of jockeying to try to figure out what's going to give win. us the best. Yeah, what's going to yeah. give us the best shot. That one was a that was a, a baffling one though because I could see the argument for maybe one of them in that movie, like Kaluuya being the lead and Lakeith being right. the supporting or vice versa. Yeah. They, yeah. Both works, yeah. but both supporting is a little bit because now they're, they're competing against each other yeah. for the award and they could, they'll very likely, I think split the vote and it'll go to somebody else. Uh, so I, but I don't, so that is all. I, I do think I see the argument for the, for the ongoing, I think it's the, it's a bad situation, but until there's disparity in Hollywood in terms of payment, in terms of the voting body, in terms of the roles that are offered to men and women, I think that maybe the, the current breakdown of gendered awards might be the best of a really bad situation, a corrupt situation, honestly. But I don't know. I'd be willing. I could hear arguments either way on that one. I would not say I'm decided on whether or not it's a good thing. So Tyler, most diverse nominations. Yeah, what else? Yeah. What else let's, is news? Some details. Okay. So so one very big one that a lot of people were talking about, and this is very cool. Uh, for the first time ever, more than one woman was nominated for best director in the best director category. You have Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Uh, also Zhao. This is the first time that a non-white woman has ever been nominated for best director. 
director. Uh, oh. Nomadland was, I haven't seen all the nominees yet, but so far Nomadland is my favorite movie of last year. So I am so far pulling for that one. And we caught a clip. This is a, a conversation that Zhao had with a variety actually that I thought was kind of cool. Clark, can you roll that? This is her talking. Sometimes uh, a first feels like a long time coming, isn't it? You feel like uh, it's about time. And uh, uh, I, I'm sure, that, I don't know, I'm sure there's many other before me that, 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 that deserve the, the same uh, recognition. I, I, um, I just love what I do. You know, I, I just really love it. And uh, if this means more people like me get to live their dreams and get to do what I do, I'm happy. I love that. Nomadland is on Hulu. If you want to catch that one, I'd recommend it. It's uh, you can you can get it for free on Hulu if you've got that one. And that was a really really special but Hulu's movie. Hulu's not free. Well, Hulu's <laughs> not free, but it's not one of those premium. You know, like sometimes yeah. they do the like you're paying for the subscription, but now you have to pay ten bucks to watch the movie. No, that's not that's not. Yeah, like, the only one where I've stood my ground and I won't pay for Hulu. I I, I just <laughs> you don't I, have I, Hulu? I have enough. I have enough. I have all the others. I don't know. Well, if you want to watch the, all the best picture nominees, including, I think it's the most, I think it's the the favorite to win right now too, but we'll I've see what happens. Seen, I've only seen one of the movies that has been nominated Which for one? best picture. Did you see Judas? Judas, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. We started to watch mm-hmm. The Trial of Chicago 7, but I fell asleep. That, not because it was bad, just because yeah. I was tired. But I've only seen one, uh, yeah. I wouldn't blame wow. you for falling asleep. Wait, did you see Chicago the stuff? entire Judas and the Black Messiah? Because every movie you've mentioned <laughs> for the last three months, you talked about seeing half of it. I Even Die Hard. Even <laughs> Die Hard. Which is, Die Hard is one long action scene. I watched the entire movie, you guys, with my family. I saw the whole Holy thing. Holy moly. I, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's got to win then. It kept Jamie <laughs> Ivey engaged. Yeah, yeah, that's the barometer. That's it. <laughs> when, when, when my wife and I were dating back in the day, I went to, like we went to Born Identity and she fell asleep in Born Identity, wow. which is an over-the-shoulder <laughs> like, chase scene. Like the first one is like the minute Matt Damon falls off that boat at the beginning. Spoiler alert. They're chasing him around. He's trying to figure out who it is. It's, I was actually, I told her after, I'm actually impressed you fell asleep in that like that is that, that's got to be a top five difficult movie to fall asleep in <laughs> few other just uh quick few quick highlights here we'll give you um for best actor you have riz ahmed sound of metal stephen yun and minari anthony hopkins and the father and gary oldman and mank uh yun is the first asian american to be nominated for best actor ahmed is the first person of pakistani descent to be nominated for any ca- acting category um uh, you have and then they also of course uh chadwick boseman and ma rainey's black bottom who will be competing posthumously uh you have uh viola davis for ma rainey's uh, audra day in the united states versus billy holiday vanessa kirby and pieces of a woman francis mcdormand and nomadland and carrie mulligan for promising young woman competing for best lead actress and we can't we don't have time to do all the awards and we won't but do want to note that uh yu jung yon who is also in minari is competing for best female actress in a supporting role she is the first korean actor to be nominated in any acting category all great movies uh we covered a lot of those movies on the site we got an interview with lee isaac chung for minari uh that i thought was a really i really appreciated his vulnerability about that movie you can check that out that was on the podcast as well and uh looking forward to seeing what pulls ahead we'll keep covering those as it uh, as they be closer to Oscar season. Very cool. All right. For that and a lot more, check out uh, what we're publishing every day at relevantmagazine.com. Follow us on all the socials. Thanks a lot, Tyler. Stay tuned up next. It's Slices.
You're listening to Rit Momney. The song is Put Your Records On. Great band name. I like ironically I, I love, named indie bands. I do. I like novelty indie rock bands, but I don't like when they change it. There used to be a band called Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr., which yeah. it could have been Dale Earnhardt <laughs> III, I guess, technically, right. but... They changed it to Junior to Junior. Junior. I'm like, well, fantastic guess what? band though. Yeah, fantastic they're, band, but they're dead they're to too me. They're too good. And they're dead to me. They were too good and big for a novelty name. So Never. when they like broke out, they had to change it to Junior Junior. But anyway, yeah. Never. It's like there was a local band in in Orlando back in the day called Band Marino. Remember Band Marino? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it was like great novelty band name. Now don't abandon it and get all serious on me. You know, Band Marino played at a relevant five year anniversary party. With Pigeon John, and I'm trying to think, a couple other bands uh, came down. We had like four or five bands, and Band Marino was the opener for it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah there you go. Long live All novelty. Right. It's t- time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. I almost brought this one as a What's Jesse Thinking the other day, but I think yeah. we ran out of time or something, but I really wanted to talk about it because it is a news item. But here's what I'm thinking about this news item. I'm just going to frame it that way is. I'm over the all the high concept stuff. Okay, did you guys? <laughs> and I got a news like item. Art? I wanted to talk. No, like like, like WandaVision and all this stuff. Like, oh, oh, you oh, okay. know, dude, I I don't have time. I I got too much on my mind. Okay, we're coming out of a pandemic. Here's a we got to think about vaccinations. We got to think about everything happening in the world right now. You want blown away on Netflix? You just Ex- want simple. I want Seinfeld. It it, fl- you movies. have to think too much or what? I haven't what? seen WandaVision. I don't know. Yeah, WandaVision, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle box, right? It's like Tenet, okay. too. Like, maybe Tenet was probably the most, like, notable movie. I'm not saying it's the most, uh, the one that, uh, you know, is worthy of the most artistic recognition, but Tenet was probably the most notable movie release. It's a puzzle box. It's super high concept. Everything's confusing. And it's like, where is the last refuge of just, like, a simple concept that works not by virtue of being high concept, but just works by virtue of like great writing, acting, you know, like think about like the office or friends, like the pitch for the office was it's a mockumentary set in a boring workplace or friends. It's hip young people trying to make it in New York. Simple concept. I want to read to this problem has gotten so out of control in the post MCU world that I want to read to you because that's what started all of this. Everyone Mm. feels like they need all these hooks into everything so you can spin stuff off and keep it like five layers of subtext and be really meta. This is how bad it's gotten. I was super pumped about the new Space Jam movie coming out. I love Space Jam as a kid. I love the modern NBA. I just think the modern NBA is really fun. I think most of the players are really fun, have great personalities. They have really great senses of why people like basketball and NBA culture. Then I read then I read the Space Jam plot, and it almost triggered a migraine because it was so <laughs> profoundly confusing. What? Can I can I read Space to you? Jam? Can I it's read to easy. you guys the the this is the plot of the upcoming Space Jam movie. Word right. for, this is verbatim from the from the Warner Brothers. Plain to, uh, just try to keep up, okay? Because you would have thought Jonathan Nolan wrote this as like a, a subplot Nolan. of of one of you know Inception. Okay, playing a heightened version of himself. Lebr- uh, LeBron James struggles to relate to his son Dom, who's a much who's much more interested in creating games than playing them. When Dom's tech skills draw the attention of a CGI humanoid named AIG Rhythm. The father and son duo get sucked into Warner 3000. AIG in- Rhythm sounds like a 90s Christian urban group. You know, I'm that telling you, what, what is happening kids. right now? AIG Rhythm. <laughs> so, 
when Dom's tech skills draw the attention of the CGI humanoid, AGI rhythm, the father and son duo get sucked into Warner 3000 Entertainment Serververse with the AI kidnapping... Dom with the AI kidnapping Dom in the hopes of stealing some of the king's followers. He has about 80 million on Instagram in this universe. Um, uh, even though they don't, uh, you know, not everyone in the series considers the AI the bad guy. Who's he just kidnapped a kid to steal his father's Instagram followers? What kind of move? What kind of insane movie is this? It's like they just took a Mad Lib and just started filling it out. And this is going to be a major blockbuster here. I'm the plot sweet. of the movie is a kidnapping. LeBron James is kidnapped by an AI being with the motive of stealing his dad's Instagram followers. But, 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 but Jesse, but Jesse, hold on now. We got to stop acting like the first Space Jam was a low key, very dark. Like right. they was going to make Michael Jordan a slave right. <laughs> for entertainment, bro. Stole right. the power of all of the, the best uh, basketball players at the time. I mean, this is the Space Jam arc. Like, it's not only reason it's not dark is because it's cartoons and they stretch and you can like they explode and stuff. But <laughs> dude, I'm nah, glad you said dark, that, bro. Because real, real, t- real talk. At the beginning of the pandemic, like Netflix released Space Jam, Netflix, you know, Space Jam came on Netflix. And I was like, oh, this would be fun to watch, kind of revisit. There is a scene in there because the first one's really jacked up too. To your point, Derek, aliens come down and steal like the energy of NBA players. There's literally a scene in the first Space Jam that is pretty much a mirror reflection of what happened that kind of infamous night when NBA players ran off the court during the pandemic. There is a scene in the first Space Jam where they're playing basketball. One guy falls ill on the court and everyone starts panicking and everyone runs off because of uh, a pandemic that that was aliens. Hey, LeBron. It's pretty dark, bro. Look, look you, you might end up being the GOAT and you're probably going to own like the, one of the greatest media companies ever. But dude, let's just let's just take it down a notch, man. Let's just go simple on some of these plots. Like, let's bring... If you just said, hey, here's the pitch. There's a, there's a basketball game with aliens and LeBron James teams with Bill Murray. Done. I'm in. That's all I, I mean, need. Or, or, or his son his son is computer programming a game and Jumanji style somehow gets fall, falls into the game and LeBron has to go and get rescue him or something. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be. We don't need influencer culture. It, yeah, I, that, that's that's my thing is like he's sitting there going my 80 million. My clout is so valuable that my son is going to get kidnapped. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, that's kind of him flexing. I feel like this might be one of the, that Shaq Genie movie that we don't remember. Like, yeah. I think this might be one of them. Shazam? Yeah, Shazam. Yeah, because, yeah, and, and I honestly feel like this might hurt his basketball legacy. Like, like bro, you already on the fence, man. Like, the, you ruined Space Jam for everybody, bro. Like, you know what? Is, You're is right. Be- because people will go, Michael Jordan Space Jam <laughs> is all time. You, Your Space Jam man. is B-level. Therefore, that's, as a player, you up. don't match yeah. up. I'm, I'm telling, telling you that's going to come up, man. Dude, I'm telling the, you that's going to come yeah, up. Because it's I know he, probably, he probably thinks he's going to come in and do it better because, you know, yeah. he wants yeah. to be better. I'm telling you Well, he's got 80 million up. Instagram followers in his mind, so, you know. I can, he al- he is I can already hear like some like, 
you know, barbershop, Colin Coward. Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what Michael Jordan didn't need. Michael Jordan did not need to team up with Anthony Davis. Michael Jordan did not need uh, D Wade or Chris Bosh. Michael Jordan did not need a sinister AI that will kidnap his son for him to flex his his Instagram cloud. Michael Jordan didn't even need Instagram. LeBron, I can already hear the hot takes from. Oh yeah, but that's that's but that's uh, what's his name? That's uh. Uh, Skip Bayless. That's not mm-hmm. Colin Cohort is loves LeBron. Yeah. Skip hates him. That's yeah, that's definitely that's Skip. A, yeah, this is right, Skip right. Bayless is going to roast LeBron after <laughs> oh, this man. is over. He roasts him every day, but this is going to be the I don't I'm I haven't watched him and Shannon go off in a while, but after this movie comes out, I'm just gonna yeah. tune in and just enjoy myself I would I, I would pay money I would pay money to have Stephen A. Smith just look at his face while he reads this description and just start stewing and pouting about what's wrong with sports yes. these days yes man that is a rough script alright what do you have Jamie when does it come out, Jesse? Uh, I don't know if they've... I, I think the release date's kind of been in flex. I'll have to look. They're, I'll they're, find out. They're teasing it now. They're, they're releasing little, you know, visuals from the movie. You know, so it's getting... It's that kind of year-long ramp up to a highly anticipated movie, yeah. you know. Okay, well, I have time to watch the first one before the second one comes out. Well, you, Stop watch it, the first Jamie. Half the first watch one. the first half. Uh, okay, guys, we talked about, you know, movies today. And guess what? Netflix, which everyone here has Netflix, right? Yes. Show. Cameron, yeah. you're the only one that doesn't have Hulu, right? Right. I have all the others. Does Peacock, anyone share Disney, their Netflix Apple. password with anyone? I do. I, I used do. to, Several but then people. we broke up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, do you share yours with anyone? I decline to comment as okay. I don't want to incriminate hey. myself. Cameron, who changed the password? I, I did. Because <laughs> I, I was the dumpy. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. two weeks later, I'm going... I'm seeing your icon up there still. Wait a second. And I just, and then I got a text. Hey. uh, (gasps) Oh, you did get a text. That's a brave text. That's a brave text. That's a brave text. Yo, I know we're not dating anymore, but uh, I'm trying to watch this office real quick. Listen, listen, I got like three episodes of Ozark. I just want to catch up. Can you? Yeah. yeah. That was kind of the vibe. Cameron's like, I don't remember watching. I was like, they got free trials of seven days. It only cost you. You can get those three out of it. I don't remember watching Dream Home Makeover. This couple looks delightful, but I never watched this show. You know what it was? Honestly, anime or something weird I would never watch was showing up on my thing and my algorithm was getting all wonky and I was like, Oh, forget this. Yeah. And so I just, you know, <laughs> change that password. It. Yeah. Well, Netflix, they've known for years, everyone's uh, sharing passwords, but they're cracking down, you guys. Uh, they are now going to start cracking down. And now you're going to get a message pops up. It started on some of the beta versions that says, if you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching. And then Ooh. if you keep watching, they have to, you have to verify some information that they're going to send you via email. So now, you can't share. Well, I mean, here's the truth, guys. We can all get around this, right? Because like I, my mom and I share passwords for things. And so all I have to do is be like, mom, I got an email. I need to give you the password again. But oh, they're yeah. trying to crack down on this, especially, you know, those, you know, no ex-girlfriend or boyfriend wants to call someone and ask for the new password like Cameron has <laughs> been through. Uh, but they're cracking down. And so you're not going to be able to share the password as much anymore. I I was wondering. I I I remember a couple of years ago, like they were aware that everybody was doing yeah. this, right? But Netflix was kind of like, we know it's going on and officially it's not okay, but it's okay. You know, because they just, and they wanted fine. like wide adoption, you know? Yeah. Can, can, I, can I ask you guys an etiquette question? 
<laughs> like yeah. when you go to Airbnb or hotel room that has Netflix yeah. hooked right. up, right? And the previous yeah. guest has left themselves <laughs> logged in. Okay. Yeah. Relogging into Netflix, like typing out the whole email yeah. on like a remote where you're like, okay, no now way. I'm going to scroll. Oh, click, 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 click. It's yeah. like, okay, this is yeah. logging in is, is, is going to be a four or five minute operation. Or I can just jump in. I think I'll go with dad's account on this stranger, <laughs> this guest. They all have whimsical icons. I will say this. I even if I even if I decide not to watch something and just re-log out and go through the whole rigmarole of trying to remember my password and all that stuff, sometimes I peek just I'm like, look, maybe he's got that really good taste. Maybe they got really good taste. I just I just am curious <laughs> at what the la- previous guest was watching. Maybe they were into a series I don't know about. Do you guys ever do that at Airbnbs or hotels? You rooms? just reminded me that I'm still logged in in my YouTube TV account on my last Airbnb. Thank you. Well, you can, I, I guarantee you, someone's in there right now. We're like, oh, Derek Miner, didn't he just win a Grammy? I want to see what he's been watching on YouTube. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm like I'm spying on someone, and that makes me feel uncomfortable and nervous. Like I'm going to see something that I can't unsee. It makes me feel uncomfortable and nervous, but, but the uh, it, 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 but not nervous. I, 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 my curiosity gets the best. I'm like, this person really loves weird <laughs> real estate shows that take place in Southern California. That, yeah. that really makes y'all uncomfortable because I, I must be a savage because I feel zero way about it. So, so Derek, you check into Airbnb and you uh-huh. turn on the TV and you're like, man, I just, I just need to fire something up. You know, uh, yeah. you turn on someone else's account logged in. Do you just start watching? Yes. Like, mm. like it's my own account. Mm. Shouldn't have stayed logged. Shouldn't have stayed logged in, bro. Like it's like, <laughs> hey, this 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 Netflix is for everybody. Yeah. So, <laughs> so are you like, checking to a yeah, hotel? Yeah, I'm not gonna like browse around to snoop their stuff. I'm just gonna, gonna watch my. I'm just gonna watch what I want to watch. Yeah, I don't really yeah. care what they're doing. I'm just trying to. Although, if it's a whole bunch of weird stuff, now I'm aware that weird stuff might have happened here. Before I got here, I've been blessed not to not to have no weird. But now it's making me think like I got to log out of my Netflix before I check out of this hotel because yeah, that yeah, feels for weird. sure. But that's why I don't like logging in the first place because like I know myself, I know I'm gonna forget. Yeah, and I know I'm gonna come home and I'll be like, I don't remember watching this. <laughs> what? You know, so I, I didn't get more than twenty minutes into The Irishman before I determined it incredibly boring. Who is this person? You know, like I think I would just feel like just violated Ivy? watching yeah. twenty minutes of a movie. <laughs> Dude, you see the Irishman? Irishman takes a little bit of time. Yeah, it's fantastic. A little time to get off the ground. Maybe they chopped Dude. it up a little. I don't know. I love long mafia movies. Ugh, that that's yeah. All right, what do you have, Derek? All right, so y'all know I'm in. Y'all know I'm big into investing. Um, yes. Well, there's some really. This is game changing news. Morgan Stanley is the first major bank to allow people to invest in Bitcoin via a fund. Oh, wow. Hmm. So they they have a fund and so not everyone can invest in it. I mean, first of all, the, the minimum criteria for the individual that wants to invest is you have to have $2 million worth of assets with Morgan Stanley. So okay. this is not, not your average guy is going to be able to do this, right? Yeah. So two, two million in investments. And then also if you're a firm, you have to have like 5 million in investments with them. Um, and you won't be able to invest over 2.5% of your net worth. Uh, but they're, they're allowing you to invest in a fund. So it's not, you're not investing in Bitcoin. You're investing in a fund that has Bitcoin and probably other things to kind of balance out the volatility of Bitcoin. But yeah, it's, it's Bitcoin isn't going anywhere, guys. It's, it's about to get adopted majorly. 
then I need to figure it out because every time you talk about it, I feel like I'm listening to like Charlie Brown's teacher. I just I don't just put a little. It. I think just put a little bit in and just forget about it. Put put something in. This is not financial advice. So just letting y'all know. You just, just you just you just win Grammys. You don't give out financial advice. I don't, I don't know nothing about no I don't know nothing about no finance. I'm just telling you my opinion. I, I saw this take somewhere, uh, and I know it's more nuanced than this, but like, you know, the ultimate way to combat someone who's like worried about some new kind of legislation that has like, you know, spending things that, you know, someone might not like, you often hear like, well, you know, the government, they can't just make money out of, you can't make money out of thin air. You can't make, you can't just assign value to something out of nothing. And it's like, well, that's kind of exactly what Bitcoin did. <laughs> like, they, you know, exactly. like, you know, they basically they did, they, you know, what they're selling isn't a commodity. It's anonymity and security. Right. Like, uh, it, but it's still there's nothing backing it up other than an encrypted, you know, a number in an encrypted ledger. You know, I mean, that's right. really it. But but I also think, you know, it, it's it's interesting because it. I think this shows that this is sort of like the official stamp of okay, cryptocurrencies are not going away. Like yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. it's been a, for a while now. Advocates have kind of said, "Look, man, this is the future." But there, there's been a lot of skeptics. I think with the the recent kind of with NFTs, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, with with this news, with how you know some of these are carrying so much value, and and legitimate companies are are, are accepting them. There was a sports contract recently. I think it was an NFL contract. I, I actually, I pulled that up because this is to Derek's point. This is. This is the future. Yeah. Uh, uh, so in December, Seattle Seahawks offensive lineman Russell Okung, he's veteran, 11 years in the league. He was up for a, a, con- a new contract. Uh, I'm sorry, this is a year ago. And uh, he tweeted out, he was negotiating his contract. He tweeted, pay me in Bitcoin. Well, he ended up negotiating that his one-year deal, 50% of his contract be paid in cash and 50% be paid in Bitcoin. Wow. It was a $13 million deal half Bitcoin, half cash. What's happened since then is, uh, I'm sorry, this is not a year ago. This is three and a half months ago. This is December, late December, 2020. Uh, what's happened with Bitcoin's rise since then, the half that he took in Bitcoin now equals more than $12 million. So combined, it made him the highest paid player in the NFL this season. Wow. He took wow. basically an veteran average salary. Yeah. Bitcoin turned him into the highest paid player in the NFL for this one year contract. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's the future. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Cynthia Arrivo joins us. to New Dad. The song is Slowly. Well, today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp. 2020 was interesting, so let's do a mental health check-in. How are you, really? And what do you need right now? Therapy can help. Now, what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can get some tools to help with motivation, depression, anxiety, battling your temper, stress, dealing with insecurity in relationships or at work, whatever you need. It's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, 
phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. And right now, Relevant Podcast listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash relevant. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash relevant. Well, Cynthia Arrivo is an award-winning actress, singer, and songwriter. She starred in shows and films like Chaos Walking, Harriet, Widows, The Outsider, and many more. Now she stars as Aretha Franklin on the Nat Geo show Genius Aretha, Genius colon Aretha, which will debut on March 21st on Nat Geo and Hulu. Cynthia sat down with us to tell us about the show and playing such an iconic role as Aretha Franklin. Here's our conversation with Cynthia Arriva. I'm writing a new song. It's gonna hit you hard. I thought you were my man. It'll get under your skin, right down to the bone. But I thought I... It's gonna be a whole new vibe that brings people together. I'm just a link in your chain. Well, you only got three chords? I will make them sound like a million bucks. Chain, chain, chain. Okay, so you've seen Cynthia Erivo movies like Widows, Bad Times at the El Royale, and Harry, for which she got an Oscar nomination for Best Actress. Now she's playing Aretha Franklin in the upcoming season of Nat Geo's anthology series Genius. I asked Cynthia about the pressure she might feel about this. We all know who Aretha is. Many of us have a very clear picture of what sort of person she was. This isn't a situation where she's introducing people to a new character or even a little known character. It's one where people feel very knowledgeable and even protective about their idea of Aretha Franklin. I wanted to know if that's difficult for her as a performer. There is, I guess there is a, a pressure to, to get it right. But the fact is you, you can't, you don't have any control over what right is because everyone has an idea of what this person is. And there are millions and billions of people in the world um, who have uh, an idea of who Aretha is and who she should be and what she should look like and how she should sound. Um, and many of whom who've never met her and don't know anything. And so are learning for the first time. So you, you have to trust that you've done the research, you've done the work, uh, you have a great team around you. Your director's got your back. Your write, the writer who's writing it has your back. Your hair and makeup has your back. Costume has your back to be able to really tell a full story that you're, I made sure that I was armed with incredible people who were ready to go on the journey with me. And my, my main job was to try and tell the story as fully as I possibly could. Um, so that meant that I wanted to learn about the music. I wanted to learn about the, the skills that she had, the way she would use a song, the way she would um, feed an emotion or a, a feeling or a, an experience through a piece of music, the way she would sing a song and the different tricks that she would use to express or the, the different trills or the, the different riffs, the different breaths that she would take, because those things all add up to, to who she was and, and the way she understood music and, and the way she used her life to, to speak to it. I relish all of those things. So I don't, run away because there's a nervousness I, I run towards because because that's how I think if I think if there's a touch of like oh there's like 
a thrill? Is maybe it's a, am I frightened? Am I nervous? That for me tells me that I care enough to to want to do it. And so that's that's why I was leaning into to doing this the most. Over the course of our conversation, Cynthia talked a lot about the research that she did for this role. And I was curious about what that looked like. Uh, I wondered what she learned as she did this research. And this is where we got into some of Aretha's roots in gospel music. Aretha grew up singing in her dad's church in Memphis. She traveled with him, playing the piano and singing while he preached. And part of Cynthia's research was learning about how the key to Aretha finding success was blending the church music she'd grown up with with the popular music of the day. I'll let her explain more. Yeah, I I didn't know a couple of things. I didn't know that it took us such a long time to find her sound because when I was when I was around, when I was fully like finally un- able to understand the music and like started to recognize Aretha's voice and the music she was making, I didn't realize that it had taken her almost 10, 20 years to find her sound, to like bed it in and start her career as we know her now. Um, I didn't realize that she was singing jazz. There's, I think she has a whole album that is just like jazz standards almost. And that wasn't working. And then you, that she had to go back, find uh, the the root of her music, which was in gospel, bring that to the forefront and and put on what she was was wonderful at doing, which was expressing emotion, whether it be a love song or uh, a song about dance, whatever, and combining it with her her beginnings to create the sound that we know and love her for now. I just didn't know. Um, and I didn't know how hard she had to fight to be uh, given the proper credit as the producer and the writer on some mm. of the albums. I didn't know that she had to fight for that as much as she did. I also didn't know about the relationship she had with Martin, um, Dr. Martin Luther King. I, I didn't know that she had such a uh, huge um, input in the civil rights movement. I, I had no idea. Um, until much later. So learning all of these things, such a varied, storied, full life that she led, all whilst raising three children. I just, I didn't, I didn't know all of that, yeah. In recognition of all you've done, the people of the world hereby crown you Queen of Soul. Make sure the world only sees the Aretha Franklin you want them to. You're going to remember her name, Aretha. She's too young to go out there. Finally, I wanted to know more about Cynthia's own reflections on Aretha Franklin. It's, it's kind of staggering when you think about it. This country has produced so many singers, many of them very famous, but few as legendary as Aretha Franklin. There is a New Yorker piece by Amanda Petrusich that called her, quote, as immortal as can be. And I think that's a very accurate assessment. So since Cynthia has spent so much time getting into Aretha's head, I wanted to know why she thought that was. What is so special about Aretha Franklin? Because she has this ability to shift through styles and times and still connect with the things that she's singing, still connect with the music she's making, which in turn means that means that she gets to connect with everybody who's listening. So, uh, 
someone who is, I don't know, the little girl in London whose favorite song is, I don't know, Ain't No Way or Think or Respect, uh, now has a connection with someone whose favorite song is Knew You Were Waiting and um, <laughs> The Freeway of Love, um, which are two very different styles. But somehow she's managed, she has this ability to connect through music because her, her, her catalog is so vast, but she still managed to find her space in all of these different styles and still managed to stay, make it stay very true to her. I think that is a is the reason why Aretha, like that's a very special thing to be able to do, to be able to go through all these styles without really ever having to, to sacrifice herself as a person and as an artist. That's a, that's a special thing, yeah. was Cynthia Revo. Make sure to check out Genius Aretha starting March 21st on Nat Geo and Hulu. Stay tuned. Up next, it's the Relevant Culture Quiz 2. This week on Relevant Recommends, we take a look at Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's the new Disney Plus show from Marvel Studios. We'll talk about why this show in particular is set up to deconstruct some important legacies, both within the MCU itself and right here in our own real country, particularly when it comes to issues of race. Also, we'll take a look at other movies, music, and books you need to be aware of, including, yes, Justin Bieber. You can check it all out at RelevantMagazine.com. listening to The Fur. The song is Julie. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, it is time for the Relevant Culture Quiz 2 Electric Boogaloo Pandemic Edition. (laughs) Tyler Huckabee is back. Play the jingle, Clark. Relevant Culture Quiz. All right, we need to welcome to the show uh, our listener contestant from last week, Ben Stroop. Ben, I think you have a better audio connection this week. Is that correct? I hope so. Also, (laughs) I want to publicly apologize to you, Ben, because last week I was trying to compliment (laughs) you that you looked like cool and to hang out with. Like, you look like a relaxed dude, like good time. And I contrasted it with my impression from your Twitter avatar. And I used the adjective that you looked uptight. And you know what? I was wrong. You didn't look uptight. You looked very professional. You looked very pleasant, oh, but you okay. did not look uptight. And I'm sorry I said that, but you, you're a great guy. We're glad you're back. Uh, we didn't get apology accepted. Thank you. We didn't. Hey, get, nah, we didn't... bro. You got to get some merch out of it or something. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you, can't just, you can't just go down like that, man. I'm trying to put you in a game, bro. Claire, let's send them a relevant <laughs> Um Okay, Ben, where are, you, where are you joining us from? We didn't get to know you last week. Kentucky. Kentucky. What do you do there? I'm a pastor. 
You're a pastor. Yes, like sir. The main one or a, or a second tier one? Uh, I guess the main one, I think. I mean, I'm the one that preaches every week, so. Wow. Ben, wow. You, should, that ben? ben you should have cooked him on the pulpit, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> bro, Ben, we got to talk, man. I got to show you how to do this thing, man. Do you not follow me on Instagram? Do you not see how I moved on? <laughs> I'll, I'll try to learn more. So we wanted to Ben to come back on and Tyler to come back on because I told Tyler right after we recorded last week and I was reading t- the, the game that Tyler wrote, but I was reading the questions. I was like, Tyler, man, they roasted you so hard. That was, that was a zero to zero after about 20 minutes you know i listened to it i, <laughs> yeah. I did i did I, I listened and worst questions ever it was hurtful how long how long did it take you to write those questions that's 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 a 20 minute that's <laughs> it a, took that's us an 40 easy minutes one. to read the questions <laughs> what are you talking? it's like you were getting a doctorate degree <laughs> tyler you're too smart bro i didn't know i didn't know the let's how do I put this nicely? The level, the competence that I was dealing with when I wrote this. <laughs> so I'm back. I'm back with a with a dumber quiz. <laughs> one day there's gonna be one day there's gonna be like a hit Netflix miniseries about like an orphan who listened to that and was just like a prodigy at like the hardest game ever. And it's gonna be like it's her mind's gonna be like Queen's Gamut, just thinking eight moves ahead in the trivia. Well, if the question started about this, it's gonna go here, here, here. Check. Mate, the answer is yeah. <laughs> arcade, <laughs> arcade fire. That's the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler, I was I was telling Tyler that that it was the content y'all were roasting or didn't connect, you know. And he was saying, I don't know, it might have been the delivery as well. Okay. We're going to remo- remove yeah. all variables. Yeah, that's right. And today, Tyler is going to bring his own questions. I'm just uh-huh. going to be the scorekeeper. So, who's who are my teams? Who am I working with here? So the teams are the same teams as last week. It was okay. Jamie and Derek versus okay. Ben and we Jesse. Running bike. Golden Eagles. So, yeah, the Golden Eagles versus the Texas 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 That's, That's right. right. Expect right. a miracle, no less. That's right. <laughs> By the way, Cameron knows. Cameron knows I'm I'm li- I'm expecting a big time miracle on Friday when this okay, comes I'm, out. I, I, Just we're not it, endorsing it. any of this. But legalized sports betting happened in Virginia. And so Jesse and I have been talking about this. And Jesse sent me a screenshot that before they announced the brackets, he put a bet for ORU to make the final four. And if if that happened, the payout is going to be like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for just a few years. Expect a miracle, baby. Expect a miracle. So I laughed at him when he sent me the screenshot and he typed it back, all caps, expect a miracle. Let's get it. Money where my mouth is. <laughs> hey, let's get it. I'll, hey, Jesse, right. I'm with you, bro. Who cla- are I'm, you? I'm claiming my territory right now, man. <laughs> oh my gosh! I speak All that. Right. What is not? As, what? Ben, help me out. You're a preacher. <laughs> oh man! I haven't read Prayer of Jabez in a long time. So. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Take it away, Tyler. All, All right. right. Question one. All right. Who's question one going to? Ref to uh, to uh Golden Eagles. Golden right, Eagles. Golden Eagles, you're up. Okay, here we go. This is a true or false question. True or false. With last year's NBA championship victory, the Los Angeles Lakers have tied the all-time record for most championships. True or false? I then I, I I'm I think that's false. I think Boston still holds it. What do you think? I think you're right. I think it's still Boston. I think if I think if that was the case, they would have made more of the Boston LA rivalry during that championship. I'm I'm not 100, percent but I feel good about that. 
I'm, I'm with you. LeBron's the goat. So, I mean, you know, we'll just we'll just keep it going. And so, final answer false. Final answer false. False. Yeah. false. The, the answer is true, guys. Come on, I, get, I threw. It's true. That is a true thing. I, I threw a basketball. I, I threw NBA. I threw Derek sports in there. <laughs> I'm shocked that Tyler Huckabee brought a basketball question. But for the listener, remember this is the pandemic edition. So yeah. this is from March last year to March this Correct. year. Yes. All the things that uh, happened, the Lakers did win championship. Uh, I get it. It was a fair question. It's a fair question. I'm just disappointed in myself and frankly Ben. I'm trying to bring it to my audience and still I'm, I overestimated you. I was, busy, I was busy studying early 2000s SNL underwriting characters and didn't have time to think about NBA. So. Yeah. And, and, and former members of fans like the Talking Heads. I figured that was more going to be the lane. Yeah. Alright, All right. Jamie and Derek. Jamie and Derek. What this, up? Is multi- this is multiple choice. When Tom Hanks and his wife Rita Wilson contracted COVID-19, we were reassured that they would be okay by Hanks' son, a rapper who goes by what name? Is it A, Baby Gumps, B, Chet Hayes, C, Captain Illips, or D, Bomb <laughs> Hanks? It's Bomb Chet. Hanks. It's Chet. Oh, Chet. It's Chet. That is correct. It's Chet Hayes. They're on the board. Wow. They're on the board. Although wow. I do like baby gumps. Hey, Tyler, how about you give us one with one real answer and hilarious jokes than that? <laughs> baby gumps. Yeah. Hey, baby gumps has got to fly. I don't even yeah. know. Captain Ellips is my new rap name. So. Yeah, I, I rock with the Captain Ellips. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. You're up again. Right. According to newly minted Grammy winner Megan The Stallion, she's a savage, blank, blank, blank. I'm not allowed to say any of those words. There's <laughs> <laughs> a reason they're blanked out. <laughs> none of these are. None of these are explicit. These are. These are all safe for the years. She's a savage. Mm. Dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. I think my Megan uh, the Stallion. Did you go on TikTok at, in the last year? I, mean, I, this I think is like, it ends at like Hot Girl Summer. You know, um, I don't. Ben, help me out, man. What are the kids at your youth group? What do what do you when you need to confiscate some rogue iPhone? Because as much as Zoomers are, are doing a little dance routine outside of the Sunday school room, what do you, what do you think, man? <laughs> I can hear you're, the song. You're purposely embarrassing us, Tyler. Just give us the answer. <laughs> Come on, keep dragging it out. We get the point. We Does don't anybody know else know? Does anybody else I know? know one the of them. Ratchet. Huh? Uh-huh. Classy. Yeah. Bougie. Ratchet. Bougie. Classy. Bougie. Ratchet. Okay. Congratulations, Tyler. You, you, you outed me and Ben as... Regular white guys. <laughs> I can tell you the name of Jason Sudeikis' dog. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't watch creepily suggestive TikTok videos. Hey, look, no, look, no. Ben, look, Ben tithing just went up about 5% no, there. Off no, of that that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah. Congregation has heard my rap takes from the stage, so they're, they're, they're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Taylor Swift's double album return garnered indie music nerds for its high profile collaborations with what two beloved artists? A, The National and Bon Iver. Fair. B, No Doubt and Hootie and the Blowfish. C, Daft Punk and Phoenix. Or D, Yo Yo Ma and Enya. I'm going to keep it gangster. I ain't heard. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say white people got to answer this. You don't this. know? 
Yeah. I'm going with A. All right. Jamie's correct. You got it again. <laughs> All right. That was a good one. Two for two for them. Two nothing. Going into this third round. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Just don't worry about it. Believe in a miracle. Expect a miracle, Tyler. Anyone right. can believe. If you live in expectation, that's your problem. Anyone can believe. Okay? I can believe whatever I want. Do you expect it, brother? Shando. Shit about a Honda. Right. Were you literally willing to bet on it, Tyler? I cast my lot. I cast my lot quite literally on this one, buddy. When I saw the payout of what he was going to get for his little tiny few dollar bet, I was like, I need to jump in on this. But I thought it was to win a game. No. I thought it was like he bet that or you would win a game. No. And then you, I saw you, win, go to the final four. Final four. I was like, to or use credit. To or use credit. I did bet on that, but I don't even make my money back if they win in the first yeah. round. I don't even get my bet back for that. Yeah. Got another, got a multiple choice. Multiple choice for, for Ben and Jesse here. Okay. Ben. You guys ready for this? Do it. What is the full title of Sasha Baron Cohen's Borat sequel? Is it A, Borat 2, Return to Borat Manor? B, Borat, Subsequent Movie Film? C, Borat Begins? Or D, Borat 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold? I'm, it's I'm, B. I'm, I'm almost certain it's B, yeah. Yeah, B, Tyler. You're on the board. You're on, yeah, that's right. This is good. All right. Back to Jamie and Derek. Nathan Apatica of Idaho, better known as TikTok user 420dogface208, became a viral became a viral sensation for listening to Fleetwood Mac's dreams while doing what? Skateboarding <laughs> and drinking grape juice. Oh, I know it was Welch's. Sorry, I was wondering. It was actually it was actually cran raspberry juice. So oh. I was gonna get. I was gonna let him have it. I was gonna let him have it, but I'll leave it to the. That's all. That's up to Cameron. All right, let me think. He got half. Oh uh, yeah, he got he confident. Was he, was he longboarding? And he said the grape juice detail. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go half. I'm gonna go half point right there. Yeah, just, half hey, point give, me, half. give me a half point, then. Half you know what I'm saying? He was longboarding, not skateboarding. That is true. That's oh man, I don't know point. nothing about all that. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jesse yeah. and Ben. All right, true or false? While the new Space Jam movie has cut Pepe Le Pew from the movie, the script did originally contain a scene in which LeBron James teaches the notoriously amorous skunk about the importance of consent. Oh, come. True or false? I read about the scene he's in then, and I think he is actually like slapped by an actress who he's, you know, kind of being overly flirty with. I don't think it involves a conversation about consent. I mean, there's this part of me, you know, like LeBron would have grown up on the after school specials where they have everybody sit around in a circle and talk about it, but I'm going to trust you on this. So we'll go, we'll go false. No, I told you, Jesse. I told you. That was true. It was. It didn't film. You forgot. This is a Holly weird production. (laughs) Yeah, this is a left leftist liberal Uh production agenda. So yes. I did. You want me to send you the proof? Do you want me to? Do you? No, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. But I have a hard time seeing. After getting zero points last week, do you want to tell me? We got a point. Tyler. No, they did. 
<laughs> they did. They got a point. One at the end. Tell, critical to the plot of this film is a kidnapping. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and, and influencers. I didn't theft. write the movie. I just don't know if these are the people I want shaping the moral issues. <laughs> no argument. No argument right. there. I right. don't need the Looney Tunes teaching me. I, 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 you know. I think it's an important message, obviously. But, you know, I didn't know it would be. I didn't know it was. A, part of the subplot of this film sorry all right the score is currently two and a half to one two and a half to one and tennesseans texasians are up all right all right where did rudy giuliani inadvertently host a press conference to contest the electoral results was it a hilton auto repair and body shop B, Four Seasons Total Landscaping. C, Marriott Dry Cleaning and Tailoring. Or D, La Quinta MMA and Self Defense. B, you boy. That's exactly right. It is Four Seasons. I bought one of the shirts in the Four Seasons Total Landscaping online shop. I know they merch went crazy, boy. I got birthday. My sister sent me one. I got one too. We can match. It's so funny. All, All right. right. Last round. It is currently three and a half to one. Uh, interestingly, though, this is this is the lightning round where every question is worth five points. Oh, oh yeah. So it's anybody's yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody's okay. game. Okay. So here we go. True or false? Although Beyonce became the most decorated singer in Grammy history last weekend, she has never won album of the year. I, I, I. That's got to be false, right? Right, Ben. I feel like this is a setup, though, because the whole time Huckabee's been just drilling us, and then he gives <laughs> Derek and Derek and Jamie the easy questions. So this could be this could be a trap. I. Well, what, what's your gut telling you? What is your? Just go with your instinct. Take your mind out of this one. Go with your gut, Ben. <laughs> I mean, certainly the Queen has won, right? That's right. Let's go false. Let's go. False. All right. Yeah, false. Our we're gonna lose. Wrong. We're gonna lose. Dare, don't do it, Tyler. It's false. Isn't it? <laughs> it's actually true. That is correct. She she has never won album of the year. You know what? We don't even need to do the final question we because the Texasians just won it three and a half to one. I'm really embarrassed to be on fellow OU God with you, Jesse. Right now, <laughs> this is that was a terrible performance. Now I'm getting nervous about some of the bets that I made because, <laughs> because I, was, honest, I was expecting a miracle in that game too. Ben, Ben, I want to say that it seems like on a few of those you actually were were on the money, and then Jesse pulled you back from the ledge. Oh, I, think it, been, it wasn't the I think it would have been different. I think it, it would have been different. You know, he's yeah. he's the star point guard. I'm just the man down low, just trying to get a rebound and pass it back to him. So <laughs> Jesse's, nah. a, Jesse's a dear you know, friend, and, and nah, you seem like a nice bro. guy, Ben. You really do. But, nah, but, uh, listen, but listen, Ben. Sometimes, on us. listen. Sometimes when you come in and you fire away like I do, <laughs> week after week, you gotta have a heat check every once in a while. That's what this is. Like a heat check. I need to go cool down, stretch it out. I'll be back out, hydrated. You know, nah, hey, hey, you're, you're, hey, you in the D League this week, bro? I know. <laughs> you know, know. Or the G League. I'm sorry. We Look at it. Injury rehabilitation. This ain't this ain't about my performance. You playing for the for the Ohio Buckwicks or whatever? <laughs> never, uh, <laughs> never lose the confidence, though. You can't you can't ever you Keep know you shoot. miss twenty shots in a row. You got to hit that next Keep one going. with the same confidence. Oh. Yeah. Hey, I'm just hey, I would like me, to say that, that Derek and I won, and so yes, we need to did. also great work. Yeah, hey. great work. Teamwork hey, on there. You know what I'm saying? All right, that was a good that was a good one. Good job, Tyler. I think that, you did redeem yourself. 
I don't think I needed to redeem. I, again, I think the, I was the missing ingredient last week. Nah, bro. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what happened, but bro, them questions, they was bootylicious, bro. I felt like these were a little bit more straightforward. Like, just, I don't even Derek would say that. That's why you, you, you see what I'm saying? I'm a rapper. You feel me? You know, that's, what I do. that's what I do. All right. Well, that'll do it for. Relevant Culture Quiz. Thanks, Ben. Right. It was fun having you on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, Thanks, Ben. ben. Bye, Can guys. See you, man. Later, Ben. Pastor Ben, guys. Bishop Ben. Bishop, Bishop Ben, ben. Stroop. <laughs> the Reverend. Well, also thanks to Cynthia Arrivo for joining us. Uh, make sure to check out Genius Aretha. Uh, it's on Nat Geo and Hulu uh, this week. You can also follow her on Instagram at Cynthia Arrivo, E-R-I-V-O. Hey, make sure to check out the new issue of Relevant. The March-April issue just released a couple weeks ago. And you can read the cover story with our faves, Johnny Swim. We also have comedian Nate Bargatze, Hillsong United's Taya, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Think Peace on Climate Change, Gender Equity in the Church, Rachel Denhollander's work to address sexual abuse in the church. There is so much amazing content. Check it out. And the cool thing is this. The March Digital Issue is available for free and ad-free because of our presenting sponsor, UHSM, UHSM Health. Um, go check them out. Thank you to UHSM for sponsoring the March issue of Relevant. Also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out every Friday our new series, uh, Relevant Recommends, of our favorite picks of the week. And sign up for the Deeper Walk newsletter, our daily devotional. It's a daily uh, devotional podcast, as well as a daily devotional that can get into your inbox every day. And we also have another newsletter called Relevant Daily, where it's our top five trending articles, just the best of the best sent to you every morning. Make sure to check that out as well. Sign up at relevantmagazine.com. And we got a lot going on and a lot cooking this year. Can't wait to tell you guys all about what's in store. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Tyler Huckabee. We'll see you guys next Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at RelevantMagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. Dude, he replaces mailbox with a bowling pen. Relevant Podcast Network.